0: I'm Sam. I'm Zoe. And we're back with another episode of Here's the Tea. Today we have a special guest, Titi. Hey guys. So we're starting off with some questions. Okay. You know, um, lay them on me to get to know you a little bit. What's your favorite kind of tea? I like
1: green tea. Green tea? Green tea. Project yes. Cold. Um, I like it. I, uh, I like it both. Because it's really good for you, no matter what. And I don't do it sweetened. I do it unsweetened.
0: I like how you say both. <laughs> <On> both? <laughs> Who is your favorite celebrity? Chris Pratt. That's That's fair. a good answer. That's, that's, a, good that's answer. a good answer. <laughs> I know it <laughs> is. He's a very respectable man. Mm-hmm. And a very handsome man. Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. Seen him shirtless? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've seen both Chris Pratt shirtless. Like... Dad, Chris oh, Pratt and Andy like, Dwyer and um Star Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It, I, I don't, know no I matter what. I wasn't referring to the characters, I was just referring to Chris Pratt's two different bodies and that yeah. it's completely true. They both look nice. Okay. And what is your favorite candle
1: scent? Um, okay, so this is kinda weird. My favorite candle scent is actually seasonal. It's um it's called Vampire Blood from um, Bath and Body Works. I know it's it's stereotypical for me because I love vampires, but it's very um, fruity. It's, it reminds me of um, Halloween because it smells like can't, fruity candy, and it's just a good old time to burn.
0: Yeah, and if you haven't heard of Titi before, you could check out some of her stuff on the Bite website. She writes some really cool features. I do, and she makes some graphics. Thank you. My favorite one is about her vampires. So, oh yes, so check that out. (laughs) We're plugging her. Oh yes, shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so are we ready to get
1: some tea? I'm ready to dive into the scolding hot tea.
0: Oh yes. Okay. (laughs) So, Nicki Minaj has retired to start a family. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) On September 5th, Nicki Minaj blindsided her fans with an announcement that she was retiring from music to start a family with her partner, Kenneth Petty, also known as Zoo. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Fans called the announcement insensitive because Nicki just kind of posted in a tweet and just was, like, retiring and then didn't tweet all day. Nicki apologized for this, also in a tweet where she said that they would be discussing it more in depth on her Queen radio show, sort of like talking about the terms of her retirement that's mm-hmm. coming soon. Uh, she also quote tweeted an old interview that was like her talking about her dream was to make five albums, get married, start a family, take like a break from music during that time, and then come back with the sixth album from the perspective of a mother. So because she posted this video again, people are like, is this a real retirement or is it just like a break? Mm-hmm. What do we think about this? Oh. And how sad are we that Nicki Minaj is retiring? Oh, I'm so sad. I am so upset. Like, genuinely, like, so sad. <laughs> I'm indifferent. That's fair. <laughs> My only thing is a big part of your career when you are a celebrity is from your fan base. Mm-hmm. And so to give an announcement like this and say, oh, I'm retiring, Just, like, in a tweet yeah, and kind of leave it at that. That does seem a little, like, oh, like, all these people are sponsoring you, basically, and they're giving Mm -hmm. you all this money, and then you're saying, oh, I'm just not going to do it anymore, and you're just kind of, like, cutting that short. I think she definitely should have, like, if she's having a discussion on a radio show, that's where she should have started. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, the tweet was probably, like, fine in terms of, like, what she said, but, like, It was a little abrupt to just be like, retiring, and then not saying anything else. Bye! Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that wasn't great. But if she does return with a mother's perspective, I think that would be very interesting. Yeah. Because I don't think there's really any rap music that's like, I'm a mom.
1: That's true. I mean, I don't... Okay, I don't listen to rap music. That's why I'm very indifferent about Nicki Minaj retiring, because... I've only heard, like, her more popular songs, like, Anaconda and Anaconda. Super Bass. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> is Starship? No, Starships isn't written by her. Is it? Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, learn something new. Um, so, like, this doesn't really phase me as much as, like, you guys. However, I mean, if one of my favorite artists was just, like, <laughs> bye, I'm retiring, I'd be a little, like, upset, too, because I'd, like, okay, where was... I want an explanation. Like, why aren't... Why are you retiring so, like, abruptly? Why are you just now saying that instead of, like, I don't know, writing, like, a lengthy Twitter, one of those, like, screenshots? Screenshot, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I I can see your guys' perspective of why, but, like, again, going back to, like, if she does come back with a mother's perspective, that could be very interesting. Maybe it could be a whole different genre change for her instead of like rap. Maybe going into like, <laughs> I could see Nicki Minaj doing like soft soft rock. <laughs> um, I don't
0: know. I, I don't think that's um, right. But no, like, no,
1: I, I appreciate. I the mean, opinion. I can see just like a straight pop. But yeah, no, yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, that pop was a is a better. But like, I can see. I can see maybe her coming back cuz like celebrities don't truly retire like people still are like what are they doing hmm i wonder what who what um the cast of jersey shore is doing now and look we have a whole new series now based on what their lives are 10 years after the ending of the original jersey shore so she's going to come back sometime maybe not in the near future but sometime down the line
0: yeah And I think it'd be very interesting to see her from a mother's perspective Mm -hmm. just because that's never something that would even cross my mind. I think the closest. The closest that even exists to that is like Cardi B has a line here and there about like her daughter. Yeah. And like. She has a daughter? Yeah. (laughs) It's never like. There's never a whole song that's like, I'm a mom. This is what my life is like (laughs) as a mom. Like this is. But. So I think that, I think Nicki Minaj would take that to like the next level and the whole album would be like, this is what my life is like as be a mom. See, but I think that, that would could be really cool, Honestly. the closest thing I would relate that to is DJ Khaled <laughs> <laughs> because he's like father of Assad, you know, and everybody knows he's the father of Assad. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know why my mind went that direction. Kid. Oh. <laughs> Assad is DJ Khaled's kid. Oh. <laughs> Excuse Tatiana. She does not know much about celebrities. It's great. When it that comes to rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rap. She's good at most other things, just not rap. Sounds <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> Speaking of rap, someone was arrested recently in connection to the death of Mac Miller. Ooh. Now about a year after Mac Miller died, September 7th of 2018, Cameron James Petit was arrested in the case of his death. Hmm. Now, Petit was arrested for supplying Mac Miller with counterfeit oxycodone pills that contained fentanyl. And his death is now being referred to as a drug-induced homicide, even though it's very likely that Petit had no idea that the oxycodone contained fentanyl. So, basically, what I read is that he got the um, oxycodone from a prostitute... (laughs) Oh! So, and I mean, if you're dealing drugs, odds are you're not going to know, like, the origin of it. Exactly. But mm-hmm. he probably had no idea that this was laced mm-hmm. in the first place. And chances are, if he's buying drugs off of someone, they're not going to go, by the way, this is laced with something. You yeah.
1: Know? They just want money, yeah. honestly.
0: Yeah. People that are shady enough to lace drugs are never like, be careful taking this, though, because I laced it. Yeah. With I fentanyl. care <laughs> about you. Yeah. Like, they're like, ah. I can get cash from this idiot, you know. <laughs> they won't know I laced it, ha-ha, you know. Like, they don't. So, well, basically, if this guy's convicted, he's looking at 20 years in federal prison. Okay. But do we think that that's fair for just supplying the drug? I mean, Mac if Miller. am sorry. Keep going. Mac Miller made the choice to take that drug, and I, I love Mac Miller. He was an amazing artist, but. If you're making the choice to make that drug, it's not somebody else's responsibility. Mm hmm I think at the end of the day, like, if he knew it was laced and he knew he was, like, risking people's lives by selling it, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, like, he absolutely deserves a sentencing. But I don't think there's really any way they could prove he knew that. Yeah. And, like, even if they can't, they can't just assume, oh, he probably does know. Yeah. Because chances are he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he probably, after it happened, he probably knew that that was his drug. Yeah. That mm-hmm. killed him. But on the other, I mean, it's so really a way to say, like, oh, yeah, this drug that I gave him was definitely laced with fentanyl. He doesn't, Yeah, he doesn't know that. And he may not have even known it was laced because everything just said he OD'd, really. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. it was a little while after he died before they even realized, oh, there was fentanyl in this, you know? Yeah. Like, it wasn't announced. So... It, he may not have even known that that was what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He may have just been like, oh, he OD'd because you can do that on any drug. Mm-hmm. He might not have even like thought it was him for a really long time. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I just, I think that 20 years seems really harsh. It's very hard I mean, if they're going
1: to sentence him for something, I mean, five years at the max, at the, like, extreme max, but, like, 20 years is, like...
0: He should just get, like, a drug-dealing sentencing. Exactly. Even just the label that they put on it as a drug-induced homicide, unless he, like, intended for Mac Miller to die. Yeah. I don't think Mm -hmm. that that even...
1: But like you said, like, we have no proof, right, like, that he even knew that it was laced with something Mm -hmm. at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying dealing drugs is the best decision. Don't deal drugs, please. Please don't deal drugs. But, like... If it if he was in a position where it was like, I need the money by dealing drugs, he's probably not going around being like, no, I need to double check and make sure you didn't lace this. Like, he's just like, I need this money. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah.
1: And he's just going to get whatever.
0: And I'm sure a person with a conscience would be like, oh, my goodness, I sold drugs to this guy and he overdosed. And he probably has been dealing with the like emotional distress of that for the past year. Especially with such, like, a huge name. Yeah. He's like a phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. So, Mac like, Miller's extremely talented yeah like, it's like <laughs> and so a lot of people are still like heartbroken about him dying yeah dealing with that i mean you see him everywhere you saw him like at the grammys he's nominated for a grammy and that was a big deal because his family was there mm-hmm. and all this stuff so just seeing something like that you'd be like i killed this guy yeah. And yeah i think that weighing on you enough you know like i'm not making the best life choices anyway i don't think it's fair to say well, you intended for this man to die. Yeah. The drug dealing, like, not okay. And, like, they caught him doing it. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, well, you're not going to get in t- trouble. Like, he should get in trouble for doing that just because that's the law. Mm-hmm. But I feel like until there's solid evidence, he had full intent on this happening. He knew this was a thing that could happen. They can't, like, just say, oh, you're in trouble for this. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Well, we also have people like Mac Miller's ex girlfriend, Ariana Grande, who are calling for him to be convicted. Mm-hmm. And they think that he should serve the sentence. And I I do think that she has every right to be upset with this man. Yeah. But on the other hand Wow, it's really <laughs> It's I think, still not his fault. Yeah. It might be different. To that extent like, someone that knows Mac Miller is gonna be more like personally, they're gonna be more like yeah. Somebody needs to take the blame for this. Mm-hmm. And I get that. And like, I'm sure his family also really wants him, this guy, to go to prison. I don't mm-hmm. know. I haven't seen anything saying like his family's. I'm saying, looking you know. at
1: an article right now about um, Mac Miller's father speaks out after man is arrested and charged with selling to his son. I'm, I'm reading through to see what. Um, I okay.
0: mean, what, I what haven't he, seen yeah. About that, yeah. Odds are if, like, Sam, if I hand yeah. you a knife, and you stab yourself with it, and then they try to s- charge me with homicide. That doesn't sound fair mm-hmm. to me. I mean, obviously, they're kind of, that was kind of reckless. You gave her that knife knowing that she was going to use it, but I can't, like, I didn't kill you. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not, I think that there should be some action there, but I don't think it should be like you 20 years her. in prison. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I mean, I think that, like, this guy definitely has blame on him. Mm hmm. But I don't think it's... To the extent. The entirety of the blame shouldn't fall on him. No. Yeah. Like, the prostitute that sold him the drug originally, they should get some of the blame, too, because they sold the drug to this guy. Yeah. Like, it's a chain of events. You can't just pin in the whole thing on this guy. Well, and that's why these labels like the drug-induced homicide exist, is so that they can get the higher-ups on higher charges mm-hmm. than these people who just kind of supply the stuff. So you have these people that are lacing it and are doing, like, Mm -hmm. manufacturing it to basically, like, kill people. Yeah. But they're not getting these charges. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the people that hand Mac Miller the drug, you know? And the people that are lacing it with fentanyl, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That drug is, like, almost entirely lethal. Anything laced with it and you take it, you're going to die. Mac Miller snorted it. Yeah. And anything you snort is... Has kind of like a it's already a higher risk level. Yeah, like so, if you put fentanyl in something, you know you're killing people. Right. So it's like those people absolutely deserve every bit of the blame. But I don't think this middleman does like should be getting in as much trouble as he is. Right.
1: His dad, it was um happy that they caught him. So he's he's angry. Like mm-hmm. he's angry that his son's dead and like
0: well yeah basically well, yeah
1: yeah. Um, it's just saying that um. He's, he said some very choice words that I'm not going to repeat. Um, but basically, they're happy that they caught him and that they're getting closure, basically. Mm-hmm. That they caught the guy that allegedly killed his son. So not really.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. But we brought up Ariana Grande, another Uh-oh. Ariana Grande thing. Ariana Grande is suing Forever 21. For $10 million. (laughs) And then, the same week, she got accused of ripping off drag queens and minorities. Okay. What a time for Ariana Grande. Okay. Recently, Ariana Grande filed a lawsuit for $10 million for Forever 21 because they used her likeness without permission. This is problematic because it implies that she endorses the brand, which is not the case. Not only is it unfair to her, but it's misleading to her fans, because they're thinking, Ah, my girl Ariana, she likes Forever Twenty One. <laughs> but she doesn't. Not even a week after this, Ariana Grande came under fire for ripping off Drag Queen Pheromone and for cultural appropriation. Hmm. Ferramon recently released a photo of one of her costumes compared to one from Ariana Grande's second Seven Rings video, which shows the outfits are eerily similar. Along with this photo, Farrah tweeted, Ariana should give me a cut of that 10 million since her team literally sent a picture of me to the designer and paid them to copy my look from AS4. Now Ariana Grande is under fire because a mood board for the sweetener tour was leaked by Instagram account, Diet Prada. And most of the mood board was discovered to be black artists and designers. So now the singer is also being accused of culture appropriation. Do we think Ariana Grande is to blame for this? Or was it more like, her team made these decisions and she's just there.
1: Honestly, it just depends on like where you look at that because I'm sure Ariana had some say in um what she wants like her like whatever to, her her brand her brand to look like. <laughs> um but I'm sure her team also had some influence in that as well like no, 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 no. How have you do? Have you do that? Because I'm, I'm sure a lot of artists are driven by like what their team thinks is like the best for them, even if they don't think that's like on brand for them. As for the Forever Twenty One thing, I mean, I, I'm not really gonna say anything that much, just because I don't. I've only bought like two shirts from there, um, so i don't under I don't know ten million dollars seems too much doesn't she have like ten million I don't know yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i I would say that the team is more to blame yeah mm-hmm. simply for the reason, especially when you're a celebrity as high as her mm-hmm. I would say she probably doesn't pick out like. 95 percent of her outfits anymore it's like here you're gonna wear this so i mean i'm sure she had some say like this is exactly what i have in mind like for my brand Mm -hmm. and this is like kind of like the color scheme that i'm thinking and like i want something like this but as far as like who designed this outfit for Mm -hmm. this music video that copied off this drag queen i don't think she had anything to do with that i'm sure that she came on the set and they were like you're wearing this yeah i feel like if anything she was like I really like this outfit. We should do something similar. And her team was just like, okay, okay, we'll have someone copy it, you know? Yeah. And then, like, the same thing with the mood board. Like, mm-hmm. I doubt she ever even saw that mood board. I'm sure it was, like, some designer for the show was like, yeah, that's cool. This is even what we're going to do. Yeah. Even if she did see it, I doubt she was like, ah, yeah, yeah, we're going to, like, you know, yeah, appropriate these Mm -hmm. people you know I bet she was just kind of like oh these are cool you know Mm -hmm. so I don't know I think Ariana Grande comes under fire a lot for cultural appropriation and half the time I like people will like edit photos of her and make her skin darker and things like that and it's never her physically doing it so I think like her fans kind of have turned it into a joke and that makes it seem worse Mm -hmm. yeah well and then the thing is people do go on about her skin being darker because Mm -hmm. what in past years, her skin was a lot lighter, but she is Latina. It's not like yeah, she. I mean, it's you go to the tanning salon and you get darker. Whoa! And so like, <laughs> I, whoa. I mean, I understand that there's a point where it's too much. But yeah. Especially if she's Latina, she's gonna get darker than like I would. Ex- so exactly. So it's not really. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair to say. It's all her.
1: People there. just want stuff to like complain about, even if there's not really a good reason for yeah. it. Sometimes that's really, yeah,
0: the and case. Is copying fashion really this problematic? Like,
1: I mean, imitation is
0: thing. Is imitation really is
1: like the best form of flattery, in my opinion.
0: I, especially with fashion, I just think. That fashion evolves yeah. through imitation. So we have like all these designers, like the top notch designers that come out with all this stuff. And then it eventually gets passed down and passed down until like everybody's wearing it. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big thing right now. Like, yeah. Ariana Grande has kind of birthed the Visco girl. Yeah. Because like the high boots, the big sweaters, the scrunchies, that's like all her brand kind of. Mm hmm. Those are all in style right now. Yeah. And, like, she's not mad about anybody wearing a scrunchie, you know? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, so say, like, a designer makes, like, a red flannel. Yeah. And then another designer makes a red flannel. Are they going to say, well, you copied off me? I mean, that's <laughs> not that's not something you can just say, you copied, you know? Yeah, that's exactly. how fashion works. It evolves. And if somebody... Especially if her stature is such a pinnacle in pop culture right now, and everybody's looking up to her. I don't... Now, I do think the Forever 21 ads were excessive when I say this. Yeah, they I do. Think that they were... They practically were like, here's the Seven Rings music video, but we're wearing Forever 21 instead. Yeah, and they picked girls that looked like Ariana. Yeah. And okay. Like... So theirs is but... a bit more of like a, ooh, they did a bad thing. But just fashion in general, it's like... Yeah. You, there's I... a lot of gray area there. That yeah. You say, like, you're copying me. Yeah. And there, there are certain things that I think are different than others. I'll mm-hmm. say that too. Like, it's different. Like, if you're going to wear like a kimono or something like that, I think that's a little that's a little much. Like, that's definitely not that's a little appropria- cultural appropriation. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I think that if, if you're being respectful about it, though, yeah. Then like if you're
1: if you're like you want to if you're wearing it to like oh I want to know more about this culture I want to like yeah. But if you're doing it like how Jake Paul did it, or one of the Paul brothers, like just going around Japan and like, oh yeah, it was, this is me just wearing this. <laughs> Look it was at Logan. me, yeah,
0: yeah. Then that's weird. Then it.
1: that that's different. That's yeah. cultural appropriation. That was like mm-hmm. in
0: Japan making fun of the way people in Japan dress, yeah, while also wearing it and being like, this looks silly. Like that's yeah. not okay.
1: Yeah, when in reality, this is that's their culture. That's mm-hmm. what they find is beautiful. That's mm-hmm. what they like. Yeah, they like. Pretty much.
0: And that's – but that's the way that fashion evolves. Exactly. Yes. Like if people don't copy off that and kind of like make their own interpretations Mm -hmm. of it, then it's not going to evolve at all. There's a
1: reason why people are quote-unquote copying it because you did something right. People like it. There's something there. And people want to like, hey, that worked for you. Maybe if I did it my own way. It would work for me. Mm-hmm.
0: See, because think of how often you, like, see people in the streets and you're like, ooh, that outfit is so cute. But it'd yes. be so much cuter if they had, like, these boots with it. Mm-hmm, and then, yeah. So you try something similar and you're like, oh, yes. Yeah. And then somebody else sees you and they're like, ooh, that outfit's so cute. What if I wore this jacket with that? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it just goes like that, you know? Mm-hmm. It spirals. But I don't know. That's my thoughts. <laughs> okay. Do you want to bring up our next ones? Sure. Uh Uh-oh. Speaking of copying, James Charles has accused Wet n' Wild Uh. of copying his eyeshadow palette. Uh, Wet n' Wild posted a photo from their booth at the RuPaul's Drag Con. The photo featured a palette that's going up for sale later this year. Many were quick to notice that it looked pretty similar to James Charles' Morphe palette. Fans were calling Wet n' Wild out on Twitter for copying, to which Wet n' Wild responded, Well, we certainly didn't copy the price. And then further explained to other fans that it's called a dupe, not copying. (laughs) That is just the most iconic way to respond. That's just a side note, okay. But the thing is, makeup brands copy each other all the time. Expensive brands, you constantly have cheaper brands making them, and there's literally an entire makeup company that's called Copycat Beauty and all they do is recreate other people's brands and they make it very clear that that's all they're doing they're like this is supposed to look like this palette Mm -hmm. but we're selling it cheaper it's a copycat like that's their whole brand yeah so is copying makeup really problematic it's sort of a similar conversation to what we just had like is it really like an issue i just i want to throw this out there Does James Charles really think he's the first person to create a rainbow palette? Exactly. A lot of people have been criticizing him because James Charles is very, like, much hypocritical in a lot of things. Yeah. He's known for stealing makeup looks from smaller, more underground makeup artists and then not crediting them. And then when he gets called out on it, getting mad and being, well, they didn't invent a star in the crease. And, like, they didn't invent doing this so i don't feel like i have to take time out of my day to find who originally made this look exactly all you can do is just say their username yeah or link them yeah put it in your description yeah underneath and even if you credit he his he posted a thing one time and he was like i can't take three hours out of my day to find the first person that ever did this if you credit someone at least you're trying credit the person you saw it from yes if it, I mean, if it comes most out of the time, stole it, that's not your fault. That's yeah, the person you saw. Exactly. Most of the time, the person you credit will be like, I copied this look from this person and it's a chain. Yeah. So that's all you have to do. It's really, it takes two seconds to go. I saw this person do it and I thought it looked neat and tag them. Yeah. Especially in the makeup community where getting a foot up and getting yourself started is so hard. Yeah. And, like, the only way you can even get make it in that industry anymore is by having a YouTube channel and having an Instagram yeah. And building a platform. Yeah. Helping other makeup artists doesn't hurt you at all. In fact, it helps you because it brings more attention to this community and therefore brings more people spending money in this community. And it makes you look better. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if nothing else, just the fact that, oh... I am giving the smaller indie brand exactly. the time of day. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, my gosh, that is so cool. James Charles uses indie makeup. I want to support this business. I want to use this. Mm-hmm. James Charles is so awesome for that. He's the Nobody's- number one makeup artist on the Internet right now. I know. And Nobody- for him to just disregard small people that he steals ideas from and then be like, well, uh, someone else took my idea. Like, yeah. And. There are like two different reactions that like a makeup artist would probably have. One would say, "Oh my god, James Charles copied my look. That's so cool." And the yeah. other one would say, "Oh my god, James Charles copied my look and he didn't tag me." Mhm. And he stole that from me. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, they're going to be like, "What the heck?" I mean, <laughs> he should even like So He he
1: needs to realize he was small at one point. Like mm-hmm. he had a small f- following at one point. So he that should be, like, something that, like, should not even, like, be a thing for him to think about. Like, oh, okay, I was small. I had a small fan base at one point, and I was looking off of these big, huge YouTubers and everything, Mm -hmm. and I looked up to them. Now I'm a big YouTuber, and I'm using these smaller YouTubers for, like, my inspiration. I'm going to link them in my bio because I know the struggle that... They're going through and trying to, like, become successful like I
0: was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's James Charles, so. <laughs> well, and then you have to think about it. It's a makeup artist. Like, these really are, like, they're so huge pretty. form of artistry right now. Mm-hmm. There's... So much. They're starting like, to finally gain, like, respect from, like, brands and being like, wow, makeup really can be art. And, like, you oh, really yeah. can do so much cool stuff with it. Yeah, you see these huge makeup artists and they do all this, like, this extraordinary stuff you would never even think to do. It's, yeah. like, basically, like, you could do a whole Bob Ross I tutorial just to on your that. forehead. And it looks so good. I know. Yeah. And it's, like,
1: how would you even do that? Like, I'm amazed. Like, I know I would never, like, do any of that stuff, but it's just,
0: like... The talent! Like, and it's, respect! It is hard. It I've takes been th- hours. I've just started getting into eyeshadow, like, a year ago. And if you want me to do a smoky eye, it will be <laughs> chunky. Like, I don't know how they no, do it. I can't do a smoky eye. I can do, like, different colors, but I can't do, like, the classic, like, gray to black smoky yeah. eye. Yeah. Because I look cross-eyed when I do it. I don't know <laughs> what I do wrong, oh but gosh. I look cross-eyed. And... My makeup always just looks, like, chunky. And it's like, how do they blend <laughs> it so good? I don't I get it. And the thing is, I have I have nice brushes. It's, like, mm-hmm. it can't be that. It, I have nice makeup palettes. It's just practice. Yeah. I, and they have to spend hours, like, years yeah. to get as good as people, some of these people are. This is, like, their living that they make yeah. doing this, most of these people. Mm-hmm. Like, they practice, practice, practice. This is all they do is they breathe, eat, sleep, makeup, mm-hmm. And to just disregard that because you want the credit for this look, that most of the time he does change them a little bit. He's not mm-hmm. exactly copying yeah. It, but to not say, I was inspired by this person, mm-hmm. that doesn't make you look uncreative or like a bad artist. It makes you look more creative because it's like, wow, you took this thing and made it something completely different that's so cool.
1: Speaking f- from like an artist's perspective, I take inspiration from different artists all the time because it's like oh this is really cool i want to try to like emulate this too like mm-hmm. for the graphics that i do here you bet i look on pinterest for like inspiration and i find inspiration because not you're not going to come up with a, an original idea right out the bat mm-hmm. you're going to you you need like help you need you need like Again, you need inspiration mm-hmm. to help you formulate an idea.
0: And if you're truly a good artist, you'll look at someone else's thing and make it your own. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like James Charles and like my favorite beauty guru is Kathleen Lights. So if they made did the same eyeshadow look, it would not look the same, mm-hmm. even if they used the same products and did it the same yeah. way, because it shouldn't. Yeah. That's not how it works. Yes. And the thing is. I know that there are probably some people that, like, aren't as makeup-oriented that are, like, how can you even copy somebody's makeup look? Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> but, really, you look at some of these people and, like, just the pure, like, work and talent. Oh, my gosh, And, like, yes. the vision that goes into some of these things, they are pure art. Like, you would never even think of something like that mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like, creative and it's so original. But, I mean... If you take something like that, it's not fair. And you mm-hmm. have these smaller people. And it'd even be one thing if he was copying somebody like Jeffree Star. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, because but he, he, he has a platform already. Yeah. But it's these people that have, like, a couple thousand followers, nothing yeah. major. Nobody's going to notice anything for a while, you know. Because it yeah. hurts them. If yeah. he copies off of someone with a huge following, the same people are going to see the other person's look still like Mm -hmm. you're not going to bring any new traffic to that person really yeah so and they're the person with the platform it's going to have an easier time to call you out because they Mm -hmm. have a platform they have millions of people that are going to go wait a minute now that looks fishy (laughs) but like oh this person with 2,000 instagram followers did a really pretty makeup look i'm going to do the same thing i'm going to not say anything we may not have a single follower that overlaps yeah and now nobody knows I did that exactly that's another issue that people have called out against James Charles is that he reviewed a palette on his channel that came out a few weeks after his palette came out with his face on it his name on it and was claiming to be his palette and wasn't it was like a fake makeup company yeah I like, I don't remember, like, fake up, I think is what it's called. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I like fake up. I like that. He got it in like Chinatown, and Chinatown just makes like knockoffs, everything. Mm -hmm. So it was just. But he kind of like joked about it, and he was like, haha, look, they're copying me. This is so funny. Like, I clearly made it if someone's making my thing. And it's like, well, now another company is actually sort of, I mean, the layout of the palette's the same. I will say, the makeup palette that. Wet n' Wild is making looks almost exactly like James. But then on the other hand, once again, he's not the first person to make a rainbow palette either. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then on top of that, Wet n' Wild's a drugstore brand. Mm-hmm. This isn't the first palette that they've made a dupe of that mm-hmm. looks eerily similar. They have several Anastasia Beverly Hill dupes. Mm-hmm. That look Layout's the exact same. It looks just like her palette. Mm-hmm. And they've never been like, well, that's not okay because... Anastasia Beverly Hills did that because you know with makeup, when you're buying a drugstore product versus a product from another brand, the drugstore one's not going to be as high quality. It's not going yeah. to be as good. Yeah. But it's also cheaper. That's the thing, too. Most You're not going to lose much of your clientele just because somebody releases a drugstore dupe because it's going to be completely different exactly. basis of people. People that are going to buy the, like high quality Mm -hmm. makeup they're going to buy that no matter what like a lot of people couldn't care like the people that really like James Charles and really like his palette are probably not going to go oh well I want the wet and wild one because Mm -hmm. it's better they're gonna oh I want the wet and wild one because I can genuinely afford that and I can't necessarily afford this one yeah because his was how much is his palette his was 39 dollars I think Mm mm-hmm which and really isn't bad, but... It's not bad, but at the same time, like... It's more expensive than a drugstore palette would yeah, be. The drugstore palette, it's not released yet, okay. but it's a 40 palette. Most people are speculating it's going to be about $25. Mm-hmm. That's, it, that's not a huge difference, but for some people, that's, a, the, like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. For, like, lower-income people Especially, that are obsessed with the James Charles palette and cannot afford it, this is amazing for them. Well, yeah, this, this is big, $40. A big base of his... Like, audience is kids. Yeah. So that is a big difference, 25 versus 40. When you go to your mom and you're 11 and you're like, I want to buy this makeup palette, your mom's not going to go, I yeah, I'll spend $40 on this. Yeah. But they, she might go, 25? Okay. Yeah. as it's yeah. a wet and wild. I can go get that at CVS. Sure, honey, I'll get you this. More like, like, you have this kid saving up, like, their allowance or something, you yeah. know, and they might get, like, $10 a week. And so that's the difference between... Two weeks versus a month. Yeah. And for a kid, like, the sooner the better a lot of the time. Oh, oh, yeah. And if you're a kid and you really want that James Charles palette, Mm -hmm. you're not going to give a single crap that this (laughs) Wet n' Wild palette's out that looks the same. You're going to go, I want the James Charles palette because I love James Charles. Right. And now, my mom, she would never buy me (laughs) the James Charles palette when I was a kid. My mom wouldn't have either. She would say, no, you'll just wreck it. You'll yeah, mess it up. like mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'll get you this one, and if you really, really like it, then maybe I'll think about getting it you for Christmas or something. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's it just doesn't. And the Wet and Wild one late. could be a good thing for him because some people might get this palette. It looks the same as his, and mm-hmm. then go, "Wow, I really like this color, but I don't necessarily like the way this blends because it's a drugstore brand. Maybe I'll like splurge and get his palette because the product is better." Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So at the end of the day, I think I don't think this is hurting him at all. And he posted this whole thing on Twitter about how they were being unprofessional mm-hmm. and like although I will say that we certainly didn't copy the price tweet as hilarious as that is, probably not the most professional response. No. Definitely petty, but at the same time I don't think I think he's almost just getting upset about it to cause drama cuz oh, there's like definitely. countless palettes that have come out that look like his now. Most or people don't follow wet and wild enough to know, ooh, that's a James Charles dupe. You're not mm-hmm. just gonna like Yeah. See you know, and if it wasn't for James Charles saying this and coming out and being like, Ooh, you copied off me and blah 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 blah, most people wouldn't even know about it. So he if it does hurt him, he's doing it to himself. Yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I am so tired of James Tar- Charles' drama. Why can he not stay out of drama for a month? I know, we talked about him last week. I know. Because he got himself into a mess then. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, another shameless plug listen to all the episodes of Here's the Tea, please. It helps us immensely. <laughs> the more you listen, the more you can continue to listen. Yeah. Because the more you hear, the more we can make. And we there have a go. lot of tea to spill, so. Spilling it weekly. Yeah. Listen. Oh my. Goodness. Anyway, now it's time for our favorite segment <laughs> or our second favorite segment. Um real or fake? Real or okay. Okay, TT. Is it true that Donald Trump and Chrissy Teigen have beef? Yes. Okay. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> It's real. Donald Trump called John Legend and Chrissy Teigen a boring musician and his filthy mouthed wife for not giving him credit for his criminal justice reform after an appearance Legend made on MSNBC discussing gun control and okay. crime control. Okay. So, along with this came the trending hashtag, hashtag filthy mouthed wife about Chrissy Teigen. Uh oh. So as we all know, Chrissy Teigen's feisty. Yeah. In retaliation, um, the hashtag President P.A.B. trended. If you want to know what that stands for, you're just going to have to look it up yourself. That's fine. Because it will be bleeped. It's, yeah. <laughs> we can't say it. We can't uh, it's say fine. It. You wouldn't. <laughs> even if we said it, you wouldn't know what we said because the whole thing would be bleeped. <laughs> I would. You guys wouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, it was really great. Um, A lot of memes have come out of it that are hilarious. So whether you side with Trump or Chrissy Teigen, or maybe you just don't care at all, the memes are really funny.
1: (laughs) I mean, can we all disagree? Memes are, no matter any political spectrum,
0: memes are just great. (laughs) Yeah. I cry laughed at the video of Trump where it's like, is that Chrissy Teigen? Hi, it's Chrissy Teigen. He's like, what's she afraid of? Chrissy Teigen? And then it's, like, Trump, like, being escorted out of a room by security. It's so funny. (laughs) I cry laughed at that video. Man. This was so good, though. Like, (laughs) this was some good beef. I liked it. Another Wheeler fake is Tyler Joseph of 21 Pilots and his wife, Jenna. Are they expecting a baby? Yes. You're right. <laughs> and it's really cute. I didn't have much to say about it, but it's, it's really adorable. Cute. I'm happy for them. The pictures yeah. that they took were oh they were so cute. And he's on stage and she was sitting there all pregnant with her little pregnant belly and then he's sitting there. and he's there, like, there, hugging, oh. and he's so hugging the little pregnant belly. <laughs> it's so wow. It gave me some baby fever. <laughs> I hope my mom's not listening to this because <laughs> she doesn't need to know that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next. Okay. Real or fake? Demi Lovato is releasing a new album this year. I'm going to guess fake. Dang it, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You're right. <laughs> three for three. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. It's fake. Maybe. Um, is it? Demi has been posting like stuff on her Snapchat story, or well, not Snapchat. She doesn't her Instagram story, being like, oh yeah, just finished up in the studio. Album coming soon. Like got this thing done album coming soon but she just recently changed her manager and there's also been no release like hints of like it's coming this month or like it's coming at the end of this year she just keeps saying soon so it's possible that it will be posted like the album will come out by the end of the year Mm -hmm. because it's only like september Yeah, but it's very likely it'll be next year just because early next year, like she's like just kind of starting as far as Mm -hmm. at least that we know. And because she very recently changed her manager, it's not likely that even grinding as hard as you can, you get like a whole album out in just like a few months because albums are a lot of work. Exactly. Except Ariana Grande did it. So we never know. And her and Ariana Grande have the exact same manager. So it is possible. Scooter Braun, what a man! <laughs> <laughs> he got my two favorite icons, mm-hmm. Demi and Ari. Okay. And JB. <laughs> but it's just Justin Bieber, Bieber? An icon. Yeah. Oh. Justin Bieber is an icon. Yeah, but okay. I just don't, don't like his. This is just a I side note. I don't like his post about like Chris Brown is oh, the no. next Michael Jackson. No, I don't like his attitude. But JB's an icon. Okay, like his music's good. Like, yeah, give you that. Could be okay. 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 Now for our real favorite segment. Lil' Xan time! Yes! Okay. I'm guessing I can't talk during this. No, no. you can't. So be quiet. <laughs> okay. So this week, Lil' Xan turned 23. And then he fell off his scooter. And he scraped his face up real bad. It looked nasty Rest in peace, Lil Zan's cheek. With the, the he already had the scrapes on that cheek, though. So I think he foreshadowed it with that tattoo. It looks like real scratches now. Wow, <laughs> the tattoo new. I'm I love Lil Zan time. Just, we also made a social media graphic on the Bite Twitter for Lil Zan's birthday. Check so it out. Check out at Bite BSU on Twitter. You should be following us anyway if you're listening to this podcast. But if you aren't following, check it out. And go retweet the Lil Xanit birthday graphic. (laughs) And check out some of TT's material on the Byte site. She's very talented. And on Byte's Twitter. She's a very talented writer. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. Here was the tea.